Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. As Jason Light said when he got to the podium, when we went over to the press conference on Tuesday, and we're back, <laughs> and we are uh, back and better than ever, I guess, uh, in the NFL. All 32 teams have now reported to training camp. The first practice is this morning, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. That's Wednesday morning, and uh, the Bucks will be out there. I can't say the pads, oh, the pads will be a popping because they won't. They're not going to put on pads for several days, dem the rules. Wouldn't want to exert these uh, these footballers too too heavily at first. I can remember, and yes, I've been doing this a minute, unfortunately, that uh, for years uh, when I did this job, not only were they in pads the first day when they practiced, but the first drill for several of these coaches, particularly going way back to late Ray Perkins, the first drill was goal line. <laughs> So you imagine this now. You have not put on pads since January. Well, January. Hell, they didn't play in January. They were done by December. But you had not put on pads for a good, I don't know, eight months? What would it be? January, yeah, almost eight months, six, eight months, seven months. Mm -hmm. And on the first day, the first drill, they'd go live goal line. (laughs) It was was like, But back then, back then, they were playing players into shape. Like. Guys yes, didn't necessarily come in true. come into the camp in shape like they do now. That's true, but it's still kind of nuts, though, right? Like just yeah. the, the the physicality of that. Like, wait a minute, I'm I know I've been playing football since I was eight years old, and I know, but there is a certain ramp up to, you know, putting the pads back on, sweating in the helmet, doing all those things. Like, it's just not normal, right? Like, um, and so you got to kind of condition yourself to that. But but back in the day, now of course with CBA. Um, as my good friend Tom Moore says, is a hell you can because you can play to your fifty and coach to your hundred. Well, he's trying to coach to his hundred. He's eighty four, <laughs> but he goes with this schedule. <laughs> he's like because uh, we still laugh and talk about like he he predates me obviously by a lot, uh, even age wise because um, he is eighty four. But um, he, this is his forty fifth year in the NFL. Uh, when I came into the league, there were four preseason games. I can remember though, and he coached when there were six. And there were nine weeks of training camp. Can you fathom that? Six preseason. That was games? literally getting you into shape. Well, they, they got you into shape, but you know the you know the reason behind the number of games uh, was was a bad union for starters. But the, another reason was at that time they did have some revenue sharing. But the home team, the the, in the 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 teams would be able to keep the money for preseason games. So if they hosted three preseason games that gate and the Pittsburgh Steelers drew very well, thank you, uh, that would go to the Rooney family and they wouldn't have to share that. So it was a way, it was a way to also, you know, get more money in the pockets of the owners. Um, and then what it always be, is. <laughs> yeah. Breaking news. NFL is about getting money in the pockets of the owners. Um, so is the rest of the world. But yeah, anyway, I digress. Yeah, they're no the longer going to allow employees to, uh, own parts of the team unless you're in the family. 
Is that what they've said? Is, yeah. that, is this, a new, is this a, yeah. an edict down from yeah, Roger Goodell? Yeah, the, the uh, committee, there was a committee, I think they voted today, I was reading in, like in the Sports Business Journal. That, so that uh, would mean that Tom now, Brady's deal is gone, right? Well, it's off the table. He's not an employee. So he's okay, but you couldn't. Basically, you can't give a head coach ownership. You can't give oh, a I general manager ownership. You can't give a quarterback ownership. You can't. Mm. Now, Tom Brady's not an employee of the Raiders, so he could join the ownership group. But you can't. Well, you basically said you can't incentivize. Like, Lionel Messi is getting revenue from Apple and Adidas to help I see get him saying, over yeah. to MLS. Well, yeah. the NFL is like. Yeah, we're not ownership's off the table for like Tom Brady wanted ownership when he went to Miami or was trying to go there he as a player. Yeah, yeah, they're, they've said yeah, that's not happening. It's well, the coaches think, Sean Payton couldn't go get a deal, or you know, I don't know about the coaches, but like part of that I think is uh, it would be a circumvention of the salary cap you for know, players. In other yes, words, you know, yeah, okay, I'll pay Tom Brady fifteen million dollars to quarterback, but I'm going to give him a one percent share right. of the team, right? But, so, but they're not allowing you to do that with coaches or GMs or, you know, mm-hmm. name any employee of the team. They want to keep it in the family. Yeah. So to speak. More money for the owners in the pockets. Shocking. <laughs> well, they run the league, no doubt about it, in association with the players. All right, so let's get into what happened when the Bucks reported on Tuesday. Uh, we had a chance to talk to Todd Bowles at 9 a.m., and we got uh, Jason Light about 9.30. And we had a couple of players, William Goldston and um, Kalaji Kansi, their first round pick after that. But uh Liz, I I just I don't know how to do this really politically correct. I don't know what the word would be. But I'm just gonna say this. Like, okay, so Devin White reported, as expected, um, with the rest of the club. Like there's no so called holdouts. Um, everybody's in camp, and frankly, everybody's kind of been cleared to play. I mean, they don't have any PUP guys, which is great. Um, and if you remember Devin White, of course, first asked to be traded, demanded to be traded, whatever that thing was back in March, kind of lapsed through April. Um, we got to, uh, you know, where he skipped all the OTAs. We got to mandatory minicamp, and he did come in, but then it was announced to us, that, well, he's not going to practice. We don't know what kind of shape he's in, which I thought, Really? Did you know what kind of shape Leonard Fournette was a year ago when he was like 260 and you still practice the guy? Um, so, but all that being said, uh, you know, the, 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 the only question is about Devin White is not his ability. It's like, where's his head at? This is a dude who wanted out. He's upset that he's going to have to play under the fifth-year option and it's only 11.7 and he wants that $100 million contract and he thinks he's done enough to deserve it, blah, 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 blah. And the team has said, no. We're not doing that now. Um, and so there was a big, you know, that led to the great uh, Coach Foote saying that he had champagne problems and all of that. Well, he's kind of at least warmed up to the idea. You know, he came out to mandatory minicamp. He seemed upbeat. He was happy to be around his teammates. Body language was good, but by agreement, I would imagine, not going to practice and didn't. So today I'm thinking, all right, well, start a camp. Surely he is uh, – He's planning on playing. You know, he's here. Uh, he's under contract. Todd Bowles said as much. When well, you know, everybody under contract's got to practice, got to play, or got to be in camp, whatever. But then, when we asked first Todd Bowles about it, now this is at nine a.m. Now these players have been coming in since six a.m. Okay, I guess they 
maybe were straggling in at different times perhaps. And Bowles said he hadn't addressed his team as a group yet. So we asked Bowles, it's like, well, okay, so Devin's going to practice tomorrow. He goes, well, I haven't seen everybody. Uh, we haven't met yet. I, I know everybody's here, and Devin is here as well. He's under contract. We don't worry about next year. We worry about this year. I know he'll be ready to play. I know he's here, and we'll see whether he practices. And we'll see when we come out Wednesday. And they reiterated, it's like, well, wait a minute, you'll see? What does that mean? Like, he goes, well, I haven't talked to him. I can't sit here and say, I talked to Devin, and he said that he stopped. I can't speak for anybody. Okay. I mean, was there a reason he couldn't practice? No. Just, you know, I just hadn't talked to him. All right, so then you go to the general manager, whose job it is to negotiate said contract if one ever comes about, and you would think that he has a pretty good open line of communication with the agent, et cetera. And so yeah, we asked Jason Light, and this is around 9.30 in the morning, and he was like, nothing's changed since the last time we talked to, talked about it. You know, uh, we got nothing but love for Devin. And he goes, I know he showed up for camp. I know he's here. I know he's excited about showing us and showing the NFL world what type of player he's capable of being. And we'll just have to see how it plays out. I'm glad he's here, and I know his teammates are. All right, but is he going to practice? Like, does that, is, is, you know, well, you know, that's a hypothetical. That's what Light said. A hypothetical? What, like, is in hypothetically there's not going to be practice today? What, what? He goes, I'm assuming that he will. I'm assuming he's going to put himself in the best position and be ready for the regular season. Let's put it that way. Well, let's put it this way. He's practicing. Or furthermore, why don't you know if he's practicing? This is the weirdest kid glove, walk on eggshells thing I've ever seen. And I've seen some. Hell, I remember when Derek Brooks didn't practice and come to camp, okay? Derek Brooks, Mr. Buck, there was a time when they had a little impus when it comes to contracts. But it doesn't go down this way. In other words, you've had all offseason. You saw him in a mandatory minicamp on June 15th. You should be in contact with his agent. You don't have an extent. You don't seem interested in giving him one. So his his options are play or be fined. Well, he's not going to be fined, so he's there. But his turning into Marshawn Lynch, I'm just here not to get fined. What, why the trepidation and the sort of, oh, I don't want to predict he'll be at practice now. Let's see what happens. What? What do you mean? And then, first of all, let me stop there. What's your thoughts just about that? Just about the fact that they will not confirm nor deny that Devin White will be on the practice field today. I think that means Devin White doesn't plan on practicing and they're trying to talk him into it. Uh, I think you're close to it. Yeah. I, that, that's kind of the way I was leaning. Because because anything anything besides yeah he's gonna practice is uh oh we're not sure we're hoping he practices because he hasn't told us he has not said nor is his agent obviously that well yeah he's fine he'll go out and practice every bygones be bygones we're all set for the twenty twenty three if that had been the message then both guys would have got up there today and said yeah he's practicing and we're we're glad as hell he's back you know we can't wait to have our inside linebacker and our star play. This is going to be awesome this year. He's going to knock it out of the park. He's going to be great, right? Nobody could say that because they don't know, or they do know, and it's the answer is net, not ready, not yet. He's not going to do it yet. Like, and here's the thing: the only template for this, the most recent one, is Roquan Smith, right? The the 
linebacker for the Chicago Bears a year ago. Same situation. Didn't want to play for the fifth-year option. Wanted a long-term deal. The Bears said no. He showed up to training camp, and you know what? He didn't practice. Not in the beginning. Not for about two weeks. Maybe longer. Then he ended up playing in the preseason. In fact, the regular season was starting, and he had nowhere to go. So he played for the Bears until October when the trade deadline came up, and they moved him to the Baltimore Ravens. This is taking sort of the same trajectory. You know, it doesn't mean it's going to stay on that same path, but I I walked out of the building, I'm telling you, on, on Tuesday going, what's a kid glove stuff? Like what? Like I would just say to Devin, look, if you're here to practice and play and you're going to play for us, if you've accepted that you're playing for us this year, then by all means, let's get ready for the season. If you've got, you're just here not to get fined, a la Marshawn Lynch, then you know, that helps, doesn't help you, doesn't help us, doesn't help anybody. I don't even know how you do that. I mean, I, obviously the Bears did it a year ago. You could always say, well, tweak here, hamstring there. I mean, like for minute, mandatory minicamp, so we don't know what kind of shape he's in. Not every guy is going to practice every day, right? Like we know they've all been cleared, like Shaq Barrett's been cleared, but they said, look, we, we'll probably take it easy on them. We'll probably give them some more veteran days off than other guys, right? We're going to ease them back into it. That's fine. But there's no medical reason that Devin White can't go out there and participate. So that just means we're still in this this bizarre, you know, upside-down world, like Stranger Things, where Devin White may or may not be playing. And I guess we'll all find out. We'll be out there with Get Live 45 today. And then, and then, on Instagram, unprovoked, provoked, I don't know, Devin White starts dropping his messages or quoting other people with them anyway. The first one was, um, and these are like deep thoughts by Jack Tandy. I don't, I don't know who wrote this one. Um, but this one was, some people threw dirt on my name, people, PPL. Some people threw dirt on my name while others have, have given flowers. The thing is, it was all a garden to me. I grew from it. Okay, it sounds relatively positive, right? Like, like, okay, I grew up from, like, you know, some people jumped my butts, other people, like, gave me my props, but you know what? I grew up from it. Okay, that would be a good thing, I think, overall. Here's one from Corey Tenboom. Tenboom, which you looked up the history of this. It's pretty interesting. But it says, worrying is carrying tomorrow's lead, or tomorrow's load, I'm sorry. Worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. Carrying two days at once. It is moving into tomorrow ahead of time. Worrying doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. That's really a nice thought when you think about all the things you worry about and it really doesn't come to pass. It just, it just Those are those champagne problems he's worried about. I guess. But that champagne got to be drained, man. It got to be flat. There ain't no more champagne, dog. Like, we're at, we're at training camp now. And we're running, we're running quotes about strength and worrying and tomorrow's problem. You know, I don't care who he quotes. I mean, this, this you're here to play football, man. Like it's football time, right? It's winning time. They need you. You're a football player. And oh, by the way, unless look, I, I'm for every player. I mean this because I've been around this this game, which is a wonderful sport, but a brutal brutal game okay 
where guys, I'm here to tell you, I'm not the ambassador for the NFL. They get hurt, and there are long-term side effects of this business. And I have seen them in players, iconic players that I know personally um, that were the stars and the Super Bowl champions of the game. And we all know about CTE. We all know much more about head injuries and all that cumulative stuff. This game exacts a physical and mental toll um, that is unlike many sports, probably most sports. Um, Having said that, they choose to play it, and that's fine. But um, all for guys getting as much money as they can. Um, But here's the thing. Like, there's no leverage here. There's no play to be made here, I don't think. So, like, you in, you out. Like, it. There's even a point to me where I wonder if teammates, you know, there's this edict in football is like you don't talk about somebody's partner and you don't talk about his money. But, like, there's even got to be a, 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 you know, if you're Levante David, if you're these guys that come at, like, hey, man, okay, you had the off season, you had the back and forth, you had the, it's football time. Are you in or are you out? Can we count on you or not? You know what? I mean, you're going to line up next year or not? I just... I just don't. I don't know where. And, and, and at the minimum, at minimum, all this indecisiveness today that we saw at one buck place, and then and then Jason Light got on the radio at four thirty in the afternoon. Okay, this is what some I don't know seven hours later, uh, and said, "Yeah, I still haven't talked to Devin today." And yeah, you know, hypothetically, we we kind of expect him to be out there. Well, if he wasn't, would he be fine? No, nah, not necessarily. Uh huh. So he wouldn't be fine if he doesn't practice because he's here. So there's even like a little bit of a, eh, just happy he's here. I, it, I don't, this is not to me, no matter what happens with Devin and the negotiations and all that, it's not good for the football team. And I don't care if they win it. I already told you, like, I'm not a fan. I'm just covering the team. But from an organizational standpoint, when you have a player that, is as as valuable to your defense and your team as Devin White is, and his head is not or his heart completely into being here and or preparing for the season like you need him to be, like he needs to be, that's not a good way to start the year, Steve. It's not a good way to start the year, but week one of training camp, I, I don't think you can sit there and say this is a bad thing for the team yet. Like, I'm not saying it's good. What I'm saying is I don't... I Where don't think there's go? any impact if it's if if he's not on the field today. No, it's not going to stop a day practice. or two or you know whatever. Right, but where does it go? I mean, we've had six months of this. That's the question. I mean, the question is, does he intend to play this year? Oh, I think he intends to play. I, I just think I know he doesn't want to play for the Bucks. Well, but now, whether he's accepted that he has no other alternative, we don't know. Yeah, assuming the Bucks are not trading him before the season. Now here's the other possible. That's a possibility, right? Um, they have not. They're never going to come out and publicly tell you that. You know, we're we're never trading him because then why would you kill the guy's value? Um, but you know this too. The first time they pick up a phone, then he has now he has no trade value, right? Because now every team knows you're trying to get rid of him. He's not. Jason Light's not picking up the phone. There'll be enough teams calling him. He didn't have to pick up right. the phone. Right, and maybe, and maybe. You know, he's he's an asset, right? If nothing else, even if he doesn't play it down, 
and I know they want him to play. I don't. They don't want to move this guy. What they want him to do is play under the eleven seven. Prove that you're a hundred million dollar player, and if you are, we'll give you we'll give you your deal. Or if you don't mm-hmm. get it here because you'd be a free agent, now they can franchise him. If you don't if you don't get it here, then you go somewhere else and get paid. But that's what they want him to do. He clearly doesn't want to do that yet. Um, and but he still has value, right? Because he's under contract for this year. Whether that trade happens before October's deadline or it happens before training camp is over, um, I don't think they have any intention of dealing him. I think they want to continue to give him his flowers, as he said in the poem, uh, and show him how much they love him and be very patient and gentle and try to, you know, hopefully hopefully the seeing his teammates run around and his love of the game and everything will come back and it'll be like, ah, hell with it. I'm good for 11-7. Let's go. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's sort of like, yeah, let's not, let's not, you can't push somebody towards you, right? Um, so maybe that's the strategy here, but it was weird, right? It was weird. Like, what do you mean? Hypothetically? I've never heard anybody say hypothetically he could practice. <laughs> what? hypothetically he's under contract <laughs> what do you mean hypothetically i could write a story after well, covering the bucks today but hypothetically if they didn't talk to him yet they may not know if he's 100 percent healthy no he would have had a passive physical they would know that okay. but yeah, if you hadn't if talked you reported, to him or, and maybe hadn't talked to the trainers they yet no, either. Well, they, but they had not no he <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm, he had he, gotten his physical but here's the thing they both said at least at least at nine o'clock, Bull said he had not talked to him, and by four thirty, Jason still had not talked to him. Well, Jason is the money guy, right? No matter what Bulls can say, which is, "Are you ready? You look like you're in shape. You're ready to go. Let's go." It doesn't. It's not business. Bulls can't do business. Bulls can't sign him to a contract. Only only Jason Light and the ownership can do that. And if the guy who who controls that isn't talking to you on the first day, how would he even know where your head's at? Well, I guess coaches could tell him. He said he sat in the meeting. He observed him. He looked happy. He was say, not talking to him. If by four thirty, Jason Light hadn't talked to Devin White, what does that tell you? It's because he didn't want to talk to Devin White. That's what I think. Because he wanted to be able to say, "I haven't talked to him yet." Plausible deniability. Yeah. Or he knew he had an interview coming up that afternoon. I don't want to say anything. Well, maybe, but or or maybe it's just like, let's just see what he does. Yeah. You know, we've already we've already told him our expectations. He knows our expectations. Yep. He knows when practice is. Let's just let's let him get in, reintegrated with his with his player with his teammates. Let's let the excitement sort of simmer. And when everybody's putting on their helmets tomorrow, hope he follows them through the chat line onto the field. Right? Like that's, I think. And again, I don't know what I don't know, but I think that there might be a little bit of, okay, he's here. That's step one. Let's see what happens tomorrow in step two. You know, instead of you going to practice or not, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to it's a story and it's going to continue to be a story because you know what's going to happen here. And there's just no way around it. Right. If he doesn't if he doesn't if he isn't get live 45, the most spirited guy on the on the team, much less the defense, if he's not that dude running around with his hair on fire. Right. If he's anything less than that, then automatically people are going to say what? Oh, dude's not into it. Head's not good. He's not really into it. He don't want to be here, you know? And and that's not, not the media. That could be his own teammates, right? That could be like, certainly the fans. 
Like that's that's not the way you want to play this game. It's not how he has played it. Um, it's still it's still. I guess I'm not surprised. It's still a story. But the first thing I wrote once again was, "What's Devin White gonna do?" We'll all be out there to see. So check it out on the Tampa Bay Times, TampaBay.com. We'll let you know if he shows up, if he practices, if he's active. No pads, so you don't have to worry about getting too physical. He's just going to run around in the 98-degree heat out there. It's like an oven out there, by the way. I couldn't believe it. We were, at, we were inside today, but I had to obviously walk from the parking lot. I was like, ooh, this is going to be bad this year. This is going to be hot. We'll see how that goes. We'll get to some more buck news here in just a second because we do have more, especially on what Todd Bowles said about the quarterback uh, competition. First, I want to tell you guys how to save money on electric bill. It's May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems now in the area for 13 years. There's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty, plus with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That's what they're calling the May differences. You visit their Hudson showroom. May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know who's doing the job. There's all Billy Mays guys up there helping them out. So start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long and preserve the quality of your life and that of your appliances through every storm season. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, aside from Devin White's story, really to me, uh, training camp is really one story, and that is this alleged quarterback competition. And I say alleged because even Todd Bowles said today or on Tuesday that um, he's got his own ideas about where these guys stand, right, coming into um, training camp with respect to, you know, Kyle and and Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. Um, They're going to split first team reps. And the question, and really the only question is, you know, up to now, it's like we said the other day, it's been about installation. It's been about learning the offense and getting acclimated to teammates, and that includes Trask, who had not thrown to Godwin and and and, um, and Evans. And, and just from the reps alone, much less being here for two years behind Tom Brady, the, the reps alone have, have made Trask better, right? He's, he's, he's noticeably better. When you... If you see Kyle Trask in practice, you're able to come out, you're one of those C-suite holders or season ticket holders or whatever, and you do see him, you will see a different quarterback than you've seen the previous two years. Um, and he, his body is different. He has slimmed down. Uh, his feet are lighter, all those things. So he's worked really hard. And then Baker is Baker. I mean, Baker is really a confident guy. He has a stronger arm. Um, he throws well off platform. And, and, you know, in this offense, Dave Canales, a lot of movement, a lot of bootlegs and waggles and outside zone runs and stuff. He's perfectly suited for this. Um, but now, as Todd Bowles said, you go to training camp, okay, what are they doing? Everything's about September 11th when they play the Minnesota Vikings. So he says, we're practicing full bore now, okay? Obviously, you take notes and you look at things in the spring. You see how they learn. You see how they handle the team, how they grow. You see how they encourage others. 
and you see what's the bet fit for the offense. We'll evaluate it as time goes. I have a timetable in my head, and I'll make a decision at that point in time. Interesting. So the head coach, he said he's talked to other offensive coaches and coordinator and different things. There is clearly someone in Todd Bowles' head right now that tells me while he's being going to let it play out, he's going to let the competition go a while, in his mind, I think he thinks there's a leader, okay? Uh, now, he said, don't think, or actually Jason Light said, don't think that who you think is going to be the guy may or may not be the guy. And who you think doesn't have a chance may have a chance. Like, don't, you know, don't just, it truly is a competition, and they've never, it's the first one they've had really in 10 years since Jason Light's been the GM. There, Yes, there were, you know, the thing about, Jameis being suspended for three weeks and Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be the starter the first three weeks. We knew that, um, you know, at one point, you know, you had what Mike Glennon and, and, uh, you know, Josh McCown and that sort of thing. But for the most part, this is the first true quarterback competition. And I thought it was interesting because Jason light, um, used a phrase. I'm trying to find it here, but it, it showed sort of what what the importance of this training camp is going to be to him uh, on on selecting a quarterback. He says he's going to be quote hyper focused on the quarterback competition on every play, hyper focused to see what each guy does, uh, and that's really. The story of the training. Yeah, there's other positions that are up a grab. Nickel corner, uh, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth receiver, um, you know, backup inside linebacker, edge rushers, right? Defensive defensive line rotation, um, running back. Uh, we you know we we think Rashad White's the starter. We know he is, but then who are the guys behind him that are going to emerge? Like there's competition everywhere, and there's also. 29, I believe, 27 or 29 rookies on this team. They've gone from one of the oldest teams in the league to among the youngest. Um, and so that's a that's a dramatic difference on a 90-man roster anyway. So there's there's a lot of things to watch, but nothing. Not, no storyline is, is going to be viewed except in the lens of who is going to be the quarterback and how soon will they make that decision. And he said, well, we're going to make it in preseason. We're not going to wait till the regular season. Okay, good. So now we know sometime between the first and the third preseason game, the end of that third preseason game, um, they will make a decision. Uh, my guess, if I, and I'm, I don't know what I don't know, my guess is they'll each start a preseason game. One will start Pittsburgh, game one at home at Raymond James. One will start at the Jets, and they'll have practices there Wednesday, Thursday, uh, be off uh, Friday, do a walkthrough. Um, and, and on Friday and then play Saturday night against the Jets. I would submit that by the time the second preseason game is done, that going into the third preseason, it used to be the third preseason game was the one that everybody would play their starters, et cetera. And, and they do still play a little bit um, because there's only three of them. But I would submit to you that after the second preseason game and two, two and a half weeks of practice, they will have their starting quarterback. I don't think they'll go into that third game and say, yeah, we're going to let them both play and just see how, mm, no. I think that's going to be Wolford's game. That's what I believe. 
Because at that point, you don't want to get either of those guys hurt. You don't want to expose either of them because you don't. But the other issue is you've got two weeks to your next game. So if well, you if, do, you, if your starters don't you play much in that game, you can rep them though. Yeah, you but can rep I'm, your starter all week and just stop playing the game. Right. But what I'm saying is, but you the game they like game action. There, it's something different about a game compared to practice. Mm-hmm. So, do you want your starters going three weeks between? playing a game no i think they'll play i just don't think they'll play much like yeah. if, if mm-hmm. i recall like brady went out there the third preseason game for a series and a half well, that was really the only game he played last year correct well, he missed true. the first two yeah that's a good point so i don't that's not really a fair comparison a good barometer he was, he but there gone. were but but around the league there were starters that played in the third preseason yes. yeah, nobody yeah. knew how they were going to do this but without four it's difficult to say you're not playing right like because there's like you said there's a week in between yeah. they so didn't the get rid of they didn't get rid of the first game and back they actually gave more time between the last preseason game and the start of the season yeah they got rid of the fourth game they didn't get rid of the first game right there's an extra week you'd like to have your guy play some and get him out and then Mm -hmm. play the other guy some get him out uh and then whoever's a starter will you know going up to that game and then coming out of that game he's going to prepare he'll be playing he'll be preparing for the vikings as much as whoever their third opponent is, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but, um, but yeah. So I, just my gut, I don't know anything, but my gut tells me, you should know, with the spring, with all the fall practices, with all the training camp practices, with the scrimmage in New York. By the time you're done playing the Jets that Saturday night, mm-hmm. you should have a pretty. And, the, and furthermore, the team should have a pretty good idea who their best chance, who gives them the best chance to win. I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, the interesting thing will be with the joint practices, what happens that week. It'll be a good evaluation. Just, just typically, typically, if you had a starting quarterback. Right. With the joint practices that week, the quarterback would take most of those reps and not play much in the preseason game. Cor- correct. He would he would play against the Jets' number one defense. Correct. Because he can't be hit. Mm-hmm. There's, protect- there's protection. But you'd be able to put him in two minute. You'd be able to put him in goal line. Right against that really, really good Jets defense. Right, and they wouldn't play much in that game that week. Correct. That's typically Correct. how a team you might would start do it if you have one court. Maybe, maybe you play a series or two. I think you'd start it. And here's the other part, and I, there's no way around this because there's nothing you can do. The danger of having a quarterback competition like this and saying, well, one of these guys is going to be the starter and the other one, is when you do play them, let's say it's, say it's week two, okay, or week one, I don't know. But whenever you play... Kyle Trask, for example, and he plays with the starting offensive line where he's got, assuming he's playing, um, you know, he, he's he got worse and he's got you know, Gedeke and he's got, you know, all these, Filer and all these guys, Ryan Jensen, if he's playing as a center. So you got your starting offensive line protecting that guy, right? Whenever he comes out of the game, are those offensive linemen staying in for Kyle Trask? And if they are, how long? Because at some point, you're going to expose one of your starters, because you don't know who it is yet, either Mayfield or Trask, is going to be exposed in behind a number two offensive line. There's no way around it. You don't have enough guys that can play. You know, you, you can't. It's just, as, it's just as risky to keep Tristan Wirfs in the game as it is to keep the quarterback there for the same reason. You don't want to lose Tristan Wirfs either. So, you, you know, once you take your starting offensive line out, the next quarterback comes in, he may not have Mike Evans or Chris Godwin or, you know, the starting offensive line in front of him. So things are different. Now, 
he's not probably he may not be playing against the number one defense, which might make him look better. Um, but nonetheless, it's about protection and trying to get to the start of the season. So if it, you truly are undecided, it's very difficult to say, okay, we're going to play two quarterbacks, but we're going to keep all the starters in until those guys come out. I don't know. I don't know if you can do that. Maybe the first week. I don't know. Um, so that's going to be fun. So we just we just haven't seen one of the, I haven't seen one of these in years. You know, uh, and and frankly, I don't think I, I could be totally wrong, but I don't think it's that close. I think I think Mayfield for his experience, for his pedigree, for his leadership, for what Todd Bull says, Moxie, and he says it in a way that's very important. I think all those things, including the offensive, points to Mayfield. Doesn't mean they're down on Trask. Doesn't mean that maybe Trask could go out there and blow him away because he's going to get his chance, which is all they promised him. Um, and you know, I I'm still one because I've done this before. I think we're going to see both quarterbacks this season. I don't know how. Um, you know, remember Mayfield started in, in Carolina too, but he got hurt and he had to come out of the lineup. And then you saw Sam Darnold for a while, uh, and then Mayfield eventually just got traded. You know, and they were playing neither one of those guys. Uh, what it was like PJ Williams or whatever, but so you know, uh, I think we'll see both quarterbacks. But those first four weeks, that's a gauntlet. They need to find a way to get to two and two through that before they hit that bye week, um, or you may see a new quarterback then, no matter who starts. So it'll be interesting. Like this is going to this, and 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 I thought it would be this that you know, a lot of times we go out there and we'll you know we didn't really chart Brady. You know, like okay, you're doing a scrimmage, you're doing a two minute like. But in, in this, this circumstance, every throw is going to matter. Like every rep is going to really matter. And um, those guys are going to have their own little bit of pressure uh, trying to win a job. And that's the theory behind competition is you make each other better. Um, there's a little more attention to detail and accuracy and all those things. But I think it'll it'll be, you know, hopefully it'll be obvious. It may be obvious to them, them already because they evaluate these things. But... It's gonna be fun to watch. I mean, I'm I'm interested to watch it. It gives it gives you something to look forward to. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, well, the Tampa Bay Rays got off the schneid, as they say. Uh, they beat the uh, Miami Marlins in, in a game that was a 4-1. to one. I guess the, the headline coming out of that is not a good one necessarily. Yandy Diaz had to leave the game after stretching uh, to make a play at first base uh, on a ground ball, I think to Brandon Lau, if I'm not mistaken, made a nice play on the other side of the second base, but it, it got kind of in a weird position. I don't know if it's his hip or have they said Steve or his or is groin it, tightness. Groin is what it looked like. Yeah, I was gonna say looked like a, he stretched his groin. And, and my friend Levy Smith said groin, a hamstring, a hamstring, a groin. That's hard. That's hard to know how long a groin. I imagine he won't play today, being a twelve ten start. Yeah, it's too soon. Um, they'll they'll set him out today. I would imagine. But boy, you could not have picked a player that's a right that's more important in the race than than mm. Yandy. Cannot. No. He's their most valuable player, hands down. It's over. I don't care what Arizona those guys do the rest of the year. Yandy Diaz has been their clutch guy. He drove in two more runs 
against the Marlins to get him going. Um, By he's the way, done it all. Have you ever seen a game that had a team get thrown out at third base three times? Three times, dude. And it was, you know, that game was three to one until late and, in the and game. Not steals. Not steals. No, 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 I no. I mean, no. this is in play. Oh, ran themselves into it. Yeah. Now, two of those plays were really good throws and, and it was being aggressive. But you know what? Here's the thing about getting thrown out at third. It's it's an adage, but it's true. You can't make the last out at third, man. And why? Because you're in scoring position. Mm-hmm. You're already in scoring position. Yeah, could you score from third on what? A wild pitch, an error? You know, yeah. There are ways to score from third. We've seen them lose games because teams got glass to third with less than two out. But this is with two out. And so being on third with two out, only a pass ball or an, or an error or something is going to get you to score. So you know, better safe than sorry. Like if you're going to go and you're going to make a guy throw you out, you better think you, you're going to be safe. And I don't think anybody runs thinking they're going to get thrown out, but they got thrown out. The one that was bad was Randy. I mean, Randy just wandered after a base hit and throw came into the infield where he just wandered too far off the back. I don't know where he was going. And they threw behind him and they got him. I don't uh, think he thought and, the pitcher was behind him. Yeah, exactly. He saw the third he, baseman wasn't there, so he – yeah, he, he lost wandered track off as of, far he lost as track the where the pitcher was. And he lost, yeah, he got he got uh, Deke from behind, and they, they tagged him out. But um, that was just that was just a mental error. That was bad base running, and the third base coach needs a rope to throw him back on the back. But, <laughs> um, you know, they're not – listen, the Rays aggressive. Like, they've got guys like – I think I saw where Josh Lowe is 22 of 24 in stolen base. Like, think about that percentage now. 22 of 24. Mm-hmm. Taylor Walls was, like – 20, same thing right? at some point yeah i mean so they know when to run and they're being successful at it a couple of those guys um but the way they run the bases sometimes is fairly reckless and yeah, it was taylor walls is 20 out of 21 low is wow. 22 out of 24 so incredible percentages yeah. um luke Rayleigh's 11 out of 13 luke Rayleigh, big guy can, can motor series yeah. seven out of nine then you get to guys that wanders 28 out of 38. Yeah, not good. And then Randy's only 11 out of 18. Really not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Randy's gotten, I mean, he's been one of those guys that have been uh, guilty of, uh, of of getting picked off or getting thrown behind or getting out. Um, so that wasn't good. But they needed a win. They got a win. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to play the last of the two games set today. And the Phillies then, uh, come from behind in the bottom oh, of the ninth, walk it off to beat the Orioles. Win. Huge win for the Rays. Yeah, because that was a tie game, 3-3, and then the Orioles took the lead on a home run. Uh, the Phillies came back with two in, two in the bottom of the ninth. So uh, the Rays now just one and a half games back, I guess. That's correct. In the American League East. So, you know, my my sort of not really a prediction or bold statement that they may never take over first place again in the AL East, not looking too good at this point, but it's one and a half after that win. But, um, yeah, they got a lot of help from the from the Orioles. I will wrap it up on this. Some really, I mean, this is one of those. Where were you when you saw this? And I, was, I had to look at it two or three times. LeBron James' son, Bronny James, Ugh. playing for USC, uh, had a cardiac arrest and had to be rushed to the hospital. And is in ICU. I guess he's doing okay. I think he's out of ICU now. But is he out now? Yeah. My goodness, my goodness. This is a guy who I'm convinced that LeBron is still playing in the NBA because he wants, I think, to, you know, like Ken Griffey Jr. to play at least one season with his son. This calls into question whether his son has a future in basketball. I don't know what caused the cardiac arrest, um, it, but it doesn't sound it doesn't sound good for somebody who's, whose whole, you know, future is, is, is tied to, to playing basketball. I don't, I don't know anything, but 
what a scary story. And what what a what a terrible thing to have to uh, have happen to your what nineteen year old son? Yeah, well, it's what the second time in two years a USC player has had a cardiac incident in practice. Goodness, they had a player last year that same thing or a similar oh, thing. I don't know if it's the same, but mm, that was scary. And then um, and then Lionel Messi, in case you wondered, <laughs> he's got three goals now. First start, two goals in twenty two minutes. <laughs> and got a got a, I, a assist later in the game too. I saw the first one and it was kind of like good ball. He's all by himself, and he actually hit the post yep. and then still was by himself and then tapped in his rebound for his first goal. So it's kind of like, do you get that open in the uh, in the league across the pond? There is that is a Premier League like that too? Yeah, not as much, not, not as so often, much, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't. Know. He's he's kind of a man among boys out there at times, but uh, yeah, you know. Look, they're going to get their money's worth, man. There's a lot of eyeballs on that product now. And that's probably why the league gave them what they did. Well, I mean, they're in, they're the last place team in MLS. Now they've won their first two games in the League's Cup. Yeah. Which is uh, this new cup they have, a new in-season tournament with the MLS and Liga MX from Mexico. And uh, they've won their first two now. So They're not going to be last for long, man. They're not. They're going to go... On a run. Yeah, the question is, you know, I don't know if there's enough time for them to get to the playoffs. but Maybe not. Not this year. Maybe this year. Maybe not. We'll see. It could be a Ted Lasso like last season. Who knows? We'll see. I mean, Um, the MLS season doesn't resume to August 20th, so they've got, you know, three and a half weeks of this League's Cup to kind of get ready for the the stretch run for MLS. Yeah, practice time, man. That's all we're talking about is practice. That's all you need. Not the game. They're practicing. So, the question is, will Devin White? That, see how you go right back to the top. That's the whole. That's how we started. We're going put to a, put a bow on it. We'll see. I'll you always got to come full circle. You got to come full. You do. I'll be at practice. I will be there. I do this for you guys. Got in the car first time in, I don't know, since June 15th. Well, I've probably been over there before that. But uh, first assignment to go cover the Bucks today. And Todd Bowles is speaking tonight. So I'm like, okay. I'm going to be safe here. I'm going to leave at 8. And normally it takes me about 35 minutes to get there. Wouldn't you know, first day on the Veterans Expressway, truck overturned. And not just any oh, truck, no. big truck. Took out three or four trees on its back. And almost from my exit, which is a long way from my buck, uh, the traffic's backed up. So, yeah, that's how my day started. I made it. But it's one of those deals where I don't know if you have ways or one of these apps to tell you where to go and get off this road. It's kind of a pain, but it works. And so I kind of circumvented a little bit of the accident. But really, first day, I need stress like that. I don't need stress like that. It's a stressful enough gig. Um, but I made it. And so I practice today, I think, starts at like 8.30 a.m. You better leave at and 6. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm going to have to get off the phone here and get about, what, four hours sleep. But um, but Or the phone, the microphone. But we'll see. Um, hopefully, you know, things will go well and traffic will go well. And we'll, and we'll let you know. Check out Tampa Bay Times, TampaBay.com, my uh, Twitter feed, um, at NFL Stroud or at Sports Day Tampa Bay. You guys can see for yourselves. I'm sure we'll have a little video of Devin White coming out, get live 45, see if he's actually participating or if he's a spectator or spectacular. We don't know. It'll be one or the other. But we'll be able to uh, watch. Hypothetically speaking, we'll be able to tell you whether or not Devin White practices. Thanks for listening. For Steve Rustic, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.